Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 32, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi, I am not in Cleveland, Ohio. No. No. I don't know if you are happy about that or like you're fleeing the state. There's always an excuse to flee (laughs) Ohio, but I am currently many, many undisclosed states away with my sis Ruka. Yay! Yay. You went the wrong way. You're supposed to go over the lake and bring her with you. Uh, You know, I have a story about that. Bring Uh, Ashy. Bring Ashy with me. Uh, yeah, no, I am currently in Massachusetts visiting Ruka Puddlegum, my sister. Yay. 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 So, uh, I had the, this, the episode is late. I'm sure everyone has noticed. Uh, that's because this week has been nuts for me. Sorry, not um, sorry. Not sorry, not sorry. Uh, I left on Tuesday, uh, stayed in a hotel in Rochester, then got here on Wednesday and I'm staying for a few more days. Um, it was such a nice drive. Like I went from Cleveland, just east up I-90, went through PA for a hot second. Then I was in, uh, went up to Buffalo, New York. I got to go to Niagara Falls and I got to wave at Canada. Uh, the border was unbelievably guarded. <laughs> like it was obscene. <laughs> We don't want none of that American orange leader Corona nonsense here. For real, it was intense. There is a man with a yam. there's a man with a tambourine and he's just going <laughs> and people were actually putting money in his bucket the whole time I was there, just in the background, <laughs> just constantly in the background while I was like looking at the falls. I took some video. Of it, and you can hear it just jingling away in the background over the roar of the falls. That sounds that sounds legit. That's <laughs> it, it's so wild, I can't make it up. So Niagara Falls was fun. I got to get out of the car for like 30 minutes, four or five minutes and stretch my legs, go see some of nature's beauty. So that was great. Then I drove all the way across uh, upstate New York and it was gorgeous because the trees were not like changed but they were just starting like there were a couple trees that were like starting to turn and it was just hilly and mountainous and then you look to your left and you could see like the lake for a lot of it and it was just gorgeous 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 drive uh then just went down through ma and here i am uh there's a lot of fucking roundabouts in new york and massachusetts I was not. uh, It's colorful language, Jazzy. But it's my show. I've said so much worse. We talk about fucking. I'm just saying. (laughs) So roundabouts. Uh, Roundaboots. Uh, There's a lot of roundaboots. What? What? Are you making fun of me now? That's how I say roundabout. That's how I say roundabout. That's all. That's always how I've said it. 
I don't think Anywho. you hear that you just said it two different ways in the same sentence. I'm going to go back and listen to it, and I'm going to confirm that you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> because my speech is weird. It's really weird. Uh, so the whole trip, going across the Midwest <laughs> and then through the very tippy top of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, I only saw, uh, I th- what was it, two Confederate flags and three swastikas. So that's, you know... That's that's pretty good considering where I was driving and uh, the demographics of the of those areas. Jamie in the chat says, "Holy hell!" And uh, yeah, that that's that's a uh, that's rural America for you. But I did see a house in upstate uh, New York that was entirely decked out in uh, Woodstock, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah." Yeah, I was like, on my way home, I may have to stop at the site for that at the site of Woodstock before I go to Rochester and then go home again. Because I did Niagara Falls up, I can do Woodstock down like a little pilgrimage to a very important piece of rock history. So that has been that's been my week so far. How have you been? Well, you're having a lot better week than I am. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's fine. Yeah, work is, you know, work. Um, work is work. I have had a lovely time hanging out with Ashy and writing a new story. Ooh, yeah. tea. Oh, I can't tell tea about my story. Ooh, can you tell us what it's about? It is a super cute, um, kinky slice of life type story that takes place in Canada. Love it. It's really it. all I can say. Love it. Without giving too much away. Awesome. I will apologize in advance. Ooh, excuse me if I'm stifling yawns because I am currently uh, coming to you live from Ruka Puddlegum's crib and it is very cozy. And I'm so, currently laying down in it with the boom mic directly over my face. So. If you hear me stifle yawns, I'm very cozy. So what you're saying is you're a baby, feel right at home inside the crib, and basically are uh, ready to sleep. But uh, I. So Where's we have a pa- so, so we have a we 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 have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. Let's do the Patreon. Forgot uh, your turn signal on that. Uh, U turn. Patreon and the one dollar <laughs> tier. We have Jamie, Melbourne, and Phil two five eight and Raystar. One dollar gets you a name shout out. Uh, in the five dollar tier, which gets you a set of news delivered via Discord every month, including a name shout out, is AB Michael Costa, Christian Cloud Puddles, Juice Box, and Skywalker. <gasps> and the ten dollar tier, which gets you monthly nudes, a name shout out, and monthly porn made by yours truly, is Anna and Brya, who says diaper rash is terrorism to diapers. No, uh, no fight there. And the $15 Sinner tier, which gets you everything from below, including a custom porn commission slot once per month of anything you want within my boundaries, is Daddy Gray, Princess Sarah, Imp, Wrath, uh, Kaneko, who says, everyone love everyone, and Joe, who says, tonight's episode sponsored by Beans, fuck you. Moving forward, <laughs> we're an advice show, and if you know, you know, uh, we're an advice show, and what we do is we answer questions. We do. <laughs> Sluggy in the chat says, OMG, I made it. Yes, you made it just in time. Miss Mimi, what is the first question? 
The first question comes from Skywalker, pronouns he, him, and it reads, Dear Jasmataz and Miss Mimi of the Northern Crinkles, What is your ideal situation in regards to diapers and road trips? Obviously, we all know it's better to be padded rather than not. But do you feel there's an ideal way of going about it for, say, oh, I don't know, a 10 plus hour road trip? Well, Skywalker, he him, as someone who just endured a 10 plus hour road trip. Because she's uh, a baby and can't make it in one shot. I, 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 I can't because I'm baby. And I and staying in Rochester <laughs> overnight was fun because, you know, New York pizza is good pizza. But um, for a 10 plus hour road trip uh, here, here's the logic that I broke it down with is. Um, I mean, first of all, know your physical limits. If you're able to drive 10 hours straight, I envy you. I cannot because my brain starts getting fried around four or five hours, usually five hours. And I just like. I, I just can't. But after you've passed that point, I think, you know, it's it's really like a cost benefit analysis. Like, is there someone there who can give you like backseat roadside truck stop changes? If yes, like, I mean, hell, go for it. I think the biggest thing I would keep in mind is your is your dietary choices. If you have to drink a lot of coffee to keep yourself awake that's going to constrict your bladder make you pee a lot more and that's also going to make you do you know the other thing a lot more because that's what caffeine does especially coffee it's a natural diuretic um i would say you know if that's something that you are okay with more power to you the reason why i did not drive padded is because i knew that i was going to be having a super large breakfast and I would have coffee with me and I figured I did a cost benefit analysis. And I figured it would be better for me to pull off the highway and use, you know, the Ohio Turnpike, the New York Turnpike uh, rest stops rather than go padded because I knew that I would have to do, you know, the other thing. And that's not something I want to drive around with <laughs> because, <laughs> hey, there's nowhere to throw it. And that's, you know, something. Actually, in the chat says, insert joke about shitting in Ohio. <laughs> That's his thing. And also, it's just like, I, I, you know, I don't have the spoons to deal with that. So, and also, I didn't want to check into my hotel and sound like, you know, a walking trash bag. Just do the elevator. Just like, hello, I'm here to pick up my room key. <laughs> and just like, I want to be, you know, kind of covert about it. So I was like, mm. keep a pack of Skittles in your pocket. And, and shake it like fine. a maraca. Well, if they ever give you weird looks, just whip out the pack of Skittles and start eating them. That's valid. It's got to be something that can't melt, though. Because, like, if it's sitting in your pocket and you pull out a bag of melted M&Ms, it's just not going to go. <laughs> ew. <laughs> Fucking ew. And they all, they all congeal into the M&M conglomerate. <laughs> ew. M&M &M Pangea. Banshee. <laughs> uh, so if you were to go for foods that, you know, bind you up a bit more, like if you have like water or like a cliff bar or something that, you know, isn't coffee and won't fuck you up, uh, I say go for it. 
if you don't if you think you'll be able to make it without having to do that wink for 10 hours or you don't mind doing that i mean hell go for it i was not going to lie i was really wishing i was padded for that road trip and i think everyone i told about that was like oh my god you didn't go padded are you sure you didn't like fuck up your leather interior no i didn't shockingly pro tip tip, kids leather is wipeable leather is wipeable yeah so that's my advice do you have any tips see i think you kind of hit all the advice portions like right on the head um, I think it depends if you're driving alone or if you're yes. driving with other people. Both considerations, like if you're driving with vanilla people or if you're driving with other littles or if you're driving with caregivers, like the whole thing has, you know. Or can't aware vanillas. Right. So, like, read the room. Um... But if you're doing a road trip with Miss Mimi, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Oh? Well, I mean, um, there are basically, you know, two options. Um, partial potty rights and no potty rights. Um, all the littles, you know, end up in the back seat. I've got a really good car for that. Ooh. Uh, lots you, of really, room, you really so do. Like, um, room for kicking. And if you kick the backs of my seats, there's going to be hell to pay. There will not oh, be no, no, scuff no. marks on the back of my seats. Not the back of the seats. I mean, just like kicking your feet haphazardly and like mm-hmm. feeling small. I don't mean like I don't mean the brat mm-hmm. version of like kicking. I mean just like idly like happy feet. You know what I mean? Miss Mimi keeps a full her. Not patented, but secretive and uh, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Mystical mommy bag in the back in the back in the trunk. I really want to see the mommy bag. Well, it's mystical for a reason. Gas. <laughs> and I keep I usually try to keep a cooler of some sort in the um, like in the passenger side. So mm-hmm. then I can have things. Depending on like little ages, I can have bottles, I can have juice boxes, I can have sippy cups, um, and like those like Tupperware juice boxes, like that you pre-fill, and they have like you you can have the straw if they're like littler, but if they're not, you take the straw out so they can turn it upside down and drink like have fun, you make all kinds of like little finger foods, like chopped up pieces of cheese or like pieces Aww. of cucumber. Sandwiches, goldfish, 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 Goldfish. and then just like picture, just like picture the scene, right? Like littles in the back seat having fun. Miss Mimi's driving. Miss Mimi has her record as a 16-hour drive in one shot. Damn. Um, I might break that at some point. I don't know. It's pretty tired after 16 hours, so. eh. (laughs) You're ready to throw the kids in bed and join them. They were they were out cold by like twelve hours. Oh, <laughs> but like if you know you're driving and like if I have a little and like you hear like a like you know mommy or Miss Mimi oh. or Auntie or whatever from the back seat, can we have a snack or I'm thirsty? And then Miss Mimi's just like hold one hand, 
from the cooler to the back seat, just like pro mommy stylings right there. Like it's just like legit. It's legit. Have you ever had to do, you know, you have, here's a, here's a situation. Dear Miss Mimi, have you ever had a bunch of littles in the back and you've had to do like the parent hand where it's just like, don't maybe turn around. And then you take your hand and you go, I don't care who I hit. Someone's getting slapped to stop fucking around in the back. Have you ever had to pull one of those moves? Yes, but I do it differently. Ooh. Um, I have stolen the quote, you know, I don't care who started it. I'll finish it. <laughs> the ultimate um, caregiver phrase. I don't do SWATs because I can't see and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. However, I know my car well enough to know exactly where your knees are going to be. Ooh. And there's a pressure point right above your kneecap. Ooh. So, you know, reach back a quick squeeze, get your attention. Oh, that's and good. Then insert caregiver voice. Yes. Okay. So obviously I'm never going to be kicking the back of the seats because I have a brain, but I want to see this occur. <laughs> Not from my, me. My car doesn't have like a whole lot of rules. Most of the rules of the car uh, apply to the person in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole separate set of rules if we have littles in the back. So, And then what I do is... Um, for longer road trips, uh, my center console, uh, like between my uh, front uh, driver and passenger seat, has a one of the cigarette lighter things. So I have uh, a portable DVD player <gasps> that I can put on the back of the seat, and we can for... bring Lazy Town on the road. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! You don't sound very confident on the quality of Lazy Town. I preload DVDs. Yes. Jamie says that show is number one. And I agree with Jamie on this one. That is your right. (laughs) All right. We we pile drive that question. Shall we do the next one? This is also from Skywalker. Pronouns he him. Dear jazz but uh, jazzy butt crinkle tush, quality and Miss Mimi, mistress of mush tushes and tamer of tykes. God damn it, man! My title just keeps getting longer and longer. And I, that's I gotta write the f- these down. <laughs> you know, I was I was writing up the episode notes. I I was snuggled up with Ruka on the couch. I was doing the episode notes, and she was like, "You have literally some of the best. You and me may have the best variations on your names." I was like, "I know we do." <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite way that either you or another little asks to be diapered without literally asking to be diapered? As a little whose little age is one and a half, I'm personally a big fan of like. Well, with me and my daddy, he he like he always knows because, you know, a parent always knows what their kid needs. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I do the whole thing, go out to him, tug on the shirt, look up, big puppy oh. eyes. He, oh, shirt tugs are the best. Oh, did I just make your heart melt? Mm, a little bit. Oh, shirt tugs. But yeah, I just go up to him, do a little tug on the shirt and he and he goes, to him, hey, what do you need? And I'm just like, hmm. And he's like, okay. But also, usually, you know, as as you know, and as a lot of the people, 
Oh my god. Ashy says, Jazzy pees every 20 minutes like clockwork. Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, as, as most people know here in Dear Jazzy, like, I do have, like, accidents from time to time. Like, actual accidents, not teehee, I peed on purpose calling it an accident, but, like, you know, I do have, like, issues sometimes. So a lot of the times I don't know if I'm too wet or if I need to change. So that's where the caregiver comes in and does the checking. But if I am aware and I and I do need change, shirt tug is usually the way to go. Hmm. Shirt tugs are my favorite. I love shirt tugs or um, like shoulder or arm taps. Oh, those are so cute. Like, comes up and just goes tap, 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 tap. Tap, 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 tap. Oh. Or like, I don't know. I had um, a little, gosh, it was years ago, um, who used to, like, do the, like, holds onto the skirt and twist side to side shy thing before asking a question. Oh, and you just kind of like from a caregiver perspective, it's really easy to kind of piece the pieces together one, you know, because, you know, you're little. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something to be said, honestly, just for either shoulder tap or, you know, sleeve tug and just straight plain right there. And then, mommy, I need a change. Oh, oh my God, my heart melted. And like, I mean, yeah, okay, you're asking directly, but like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, kiddo, get on the table. Like, so and, precious. You know, there's always something to be said for just the, oh, you're too little. I'm checking you. Oh my goodness, we need to change your bum. <laughs> yeah, been there, been there. <laughs> okay, so another good one. I can't believe. I did mention this. One of the things that I do on the reg is apparently I like paw at daddy a lot. I'll just do that. Well, this is an audio program. I keep forgetting that. But I'll just like, you know, take my fingers and just like paw at him gently. And according to him, I have different paws for different things. I don't know if this is true <laughs> or not. I'm just going off of what he said. But that's another cute thing. I dig it. Dig it. All right. Another good question answered. Let's do the next one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Dear caravan crew. No, dear future caravan crew. On a scale of moldy potato to Princess Ashy, how hype are you for Crystal Chronicles Remaster? Game of the Year edition. Trust me, I'm a time traveler. Sincerely, the Selkie Princess Ashy. Pronouns. She, her. Oh, man. I'm about a Nicolas Cage out of Princess Ashy in terms of excitement. <laughs> Which is, you know, pretty high in that scale. I'm gonna say I'm a... I'm a Kashimashi mixed with Fate Zero Prisma Ilia level. <laughs> wow. That's it's extremely specific. Go- Ashy will understand. I'm about, <laughs> a, I'm about a Snow Halation out of 10 in terms of excitement. I am so excited. Ashy and I have been talking about this game since, like, I don't know, um, March? 
maybe a little before that like we we've been talking about and like <laughs> forever and it's so cool because there's so many good features about it right like they're remastering the whole you know uh, the old game. <laughs> game. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Slucky in the chat says that she is two gonk droids out of ten. Oh gosh. I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> the remat and like and I get it. Like, um, you know, there's there's fo- it's kinda like Diablo Light mm-hmm. mixed with Final 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 Fantasy, which is gonna be super cool. But the thing the thing about it is, you know, I get it. Some people are like, oh, geez, I don't know if I want, you know, I don't know much about the game. I don't know if I want to spend the money. You don't have to. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. The damn game <laughs> is free if you play in a party with somebody who owns the game. If the person hosting the party owns the game, you can play for free to a certain point. Like any of like the last the very last boss and all the new content, obviously you have to actually own the game. But if you're not sure, you can just play for free. And it's cross console. You can play on the Switch, the PlayStation 4. You can even play on your phone. Like it's it's so legit. It's gonna be fantastic. So basically, Rage Shadow Lunches is a brand new experience for mobile applications. No. This is Pe- better. This is better. People have been haranguing me for weeks to to make a reference to Rage Shadow Legends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not think there are adequate words to contain or describe my level of excitement for this game. This kind of ties into the next question. And I promise, I promise I'm going to bring it back. This is from Video Co. Pronouns. Video Co, the radio star. Dear Puppy and Cheetah Lady. Aw. What are some little appropriate games that are also fun and engaging for littles and bigs? Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles! Yes. Did it. I did it. I actually have a bunch of games that are like super good for that. Yes. Um I Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, 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 oh Midwest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can go first. So, I'm going to divvy this up a little bit cuz it really depends if you want to have depends. Um if you want to play single player games or multiplayer games, I am a very, very, very big fan and supporter of the Crash Bandicoot series. All of them. One through three. I haven't played the new one, but I don't have a PS4, so I guess I'm, you know. Uh, but also, like, the Crash Bandicoot team released a, like, version of Mario Party, but was Crash Bandicoot. It's called Crash Bash. It's super cool. We lost Jazzy. Uh, I guess you're here with me by myself because oh, she's back, everybody. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. That's one of the few only times I've actually had a hardware failure. So we're going to, uh, you know, knock on wood here. Hope it goes well. Uh, we are back. We're talking. Uh oh. 
Oh, no, wait. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, we were talking we were talking about vid games. Uh, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring that um, I've, I've OK, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back on track. My brain is here. My brain is here. I promise. Uh, personally, when it comes to little space video games, you cannot go wrong with the humongous entertainment series. That being like Freddy Fish, Putt Putt, and of course, the original fucking uh, like superhero that is Pajama Sam. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then also, that's not to mention the Jumpstart series. Jumpstart First Grade being, in my humble opinion, game of the year every year, all year, forever. Uh, but yeah, Jumpstart humongous entertainment edutainment stuff in general is so rad we used to get those games in the cereal boxes yeah we did i still have um this may date me but i have the sihi rom game for atlantis the lost empire that came in a box of honey nut cheerios and you better believe i got to the point where i was like speed running that as a kid i I still have the CD-ROM for um, the Hades Challenge, which was a, a game that they made it off of, like, the Disney Hercules movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have that. Um, you know, you just can't go wrong with some of those old games, and it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And classic, classic. Now, this is slightly newer, but, like, so good. I think it originally released for GameCube, but Super Monkey Ball is legit yes. the funniest and most entertaining shit ever. <laughs> it is so fun. Like, so fun. And it's it's like it's, it's puzzle games, you know, like puzzle games are great good. for littles. I was just replaying one of the Beyblade games for Game Boy Advance super 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 fun and absolutely part of my childhood nice uh in the chat people are saying mario go uh go fish and checks quest both of those classics i'm all about friends treasure mountain friends i think i'm gonna throw my hat in the ring for mavis beacon teachers typing personally i know a lot of people are scarred for life from that i grew up with typing tutor so i stay the fuck away from that but uh, maybe speaking is fun as hell. Juicebox you know, also adds the Arthur video games, which are amazing. Yeah. Do you know what's a fantastic game for littles who want to be creative? What's that? Storybook Reader. <gasps> yes. You yes. You just make your own storybook. It's pretty legit. I feel like Roller Coaster Tycoon would be really good for littles. Mm. Like you can get extremely intricate and complex with it, or you can just turn on cheats and just make a really big fun theme park and get creative. Mm -hmm. People are going wild in the chat right now, and this is this is why I'm really happy that we're doing live broadcast now. This is fun. There's like there's like some definitely some good games out there for littles. Like I said, it really depends on if you want to like play it single player or multiplayer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Crystal Chronicles, obviously, but you know. Uh, obviously. 
you know, uh, there, any of the like the Lego series and such. Yes. Those yes. are super fun because like, you know, it's just jump in and out multiplayer. So. I will I will definitely say the Lego games, but here's the thing. In my humble opinion, uh, the Lego series changed forever when Lego Star Wars came out. And that instituted the policy of like the 3D mm-hmm. platformer where you're going around and blowing shit up and then building stuff and you have the four hearts and the stud counter. I feel mm-hmm. like with the exception of Lego Rock Band, almost every single <laughs> Lego game has Lego been that formula since 2005. And I'm fucking sick of it because 100%. the games before that, like Lego Island, Lego Rock Raiders, Lego Racers, uh, Lego Land People, those those games and Lego Loco, those games were so like experimental and cool I I loved those so much and don't get it twisted I've played hours hours of Lego Star Wars like hundreds of hours of Lego Star Wars but I always go back to Lego Rock Raiders which I've been playing literally since I was four Jamie in the chat says thoughts on Lego Dimensions uh is that Jamie is that the the MMO or is that the... Oh, no. I'm thinking of LEGO Worlds. LEGO Dimensions was really cool while it lasted. Sadly, I never got the one that was Skylanders, but LEGO... Okay. Uh, different one that I was thinking of. Uh, LEGO Universe was the MMO. LEGO Worlds was the one on PS4. Uh, LEGO Dimensions, I thought, was a bit of a cash grab. See, here's the thing. I worked at a video game store at the height of Skylanders and Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions. And out of all of them, I always thought Lego Dimensions was the coolest because you got obviously the figure itself, but you could like do things with it. Whereas like stuff like Amiibo and Skylanders just it was the figure. And I love collecting figures, but if I were a kid, I would want it to do something and that's why things like baseball cards were always like kind of secondary to Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh because those cards were cool and I could collect the Cleveland baseball team of which we will not say because their name is highly offensive but with Magic you know there was a game I could play with them there's more than collecting there was a like a practical use for it and that's what I would always see from the parents coming in and trying to get into the toys as games model is they would usually gravitate towards Skylanders because that's what the kids at school would tell the kids that they had to get or Lego Dimensions because it doubles as a video game and a Lego set which is genius marketing so yeah sorry I just kind of went off there those are my feelings on Lego Dimensions that is probably my my favorite Dear Jazzy question. Dear Jazzy, what are your opinions on Lego Dimensions? <laughs> yes. Okay. We knocked that one out of the park. Uh, this next question is heavy. So I'm going to put... I'm going to put a massive trigger warning on this one. Uh, tune back in in about 10 minutes. And I'm going to start a little timer on my computer so we can clock <laughs> it like exactly... And also because it is really heavy and I want to give it its due time. 
and I also don't want to dwell on it too hard, but it is a very important question. It deserves to be answered. So tune back in in 10 minutes from this timestamp starting now. Miss Mimi, take it away. Dear Jazz fam, this is from Laverna pronouns they them. I have a friend who, like me, is also a little, who I've been trying to help through a very dark time. And without going into details, I think I've lost them. And I know it's not my fault, but there's a little bit of guilt there. As I've allowed it to become a coping mechanism in the past, though never with something quite like this, how do I not allow parts of my little space to become associated? And how do I walk the line of my own little space helping me relax and even maybe process without becoming an unhealthy coping mechanism? This is a really amazing question and more than anything, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for sending in this question. I really appreciate uh, you trusting us to handle this. I promise that we will handle this question with the most utmost respect, even though this is a fairly silly, lightweight show. Uh, we're going to give actual answers on this. Um, I have gone through a couple of losses in the family, in like my actual family, not my chosen family, thankfully, but in my bio family. And then also a, uh, I can't say the relation to them because it'll reveal my identity, but someone who was really close to me and daddy and grieving is really brutal. Like we've said countless times on the show is it is very important to give yourself grace and allow yourself to heal, whether it be coming home from a crappy day of work or something as serious as suffering a loss. Or if you're not sure if someone is there, sometimes sometimes that uncertainty is way worse. And, you know, I want to take the moment to empathize to you with that is sometimes not knowing is even worse and it really sucks that you are going through that right now um it's wow i'm sorry i'm, I'm still kind of i i read this question so many times before the show started trying to collect all my thoughts on it but going to the guilt part uh i think you said it yourself like you know it's not your fault but there's still a little bit of guilt there. I think you just need to really rest into your, you know, dig your heels in and tell yourself like, no, it's not my fault. It's kind of like the thing, like everything said before the butt is like next in the sentence. It's almost like everything after the butt in the sentence should be next. You know, it's not your fault. So just rest on that. Um, but going into the part about not letting it become a coping mechanism and well obviously you know little space is a perfectly fine coping mechanism within within boundaries and within moderation just as everything in life is fine with moderation and everything anything you can do be, can go out of control and everything requires moderation that's you know part of executive functioning and being a functional adult um 
obviously I, I, you know, it, it's a little bit different for me because I'm a lifestyler and I uh, very much have the privilege to where, you know, my primary source of income is within the community. But being someone who for a long time was working in the professional field, like at an office desk job in the cubicle, you know, it was really difficult where I would work, uh, usually eight to six and then come home and then just do nothing but headspace. And it was almost like a grind and it was getting to the point where it wasn't relaxing because it became like, so like regimented that kind of like, was starting to lose the charm a little bit. And that was really brutal. Um, and it's, it's just kind of like, I don't want to use an allegory to drug use, but after you use something for too long, you start to build up a tolerance and you need more of it. And that's when it can spiral and start getting really unhealthy. And if you find yourself getting to that place, sometimes it's best just kind of give yourself a break from it and give yourself grace in other ways. Like treat yourself to, you know, a bath. If you're already taking baths, maybe go up to two baths a day and use a bath bomb or use some like fancy salts or oils or something. Just like, treat yourself allow yourself the space to heal and i think more than anything it's so important to you know if you can't name them off the top of your head of your head just go over and read up on the five stages of grief and allow yourself to very consciously flow through them and understand where you are at any given time uh beyond that the most important thing is find someone you can talk to and talk to them and if you can't talk to anyone, express those emotions in whatever your creative outlet is. And if it's not a creative outlet, just talk to the mirror. The most important thing is to not hold on to things and allow yourself the space to be human. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, that's that's all I've got. Let me give you the talking stick, maybe. I mean, I think you... Uh... I think you you really nailed a lot of the big points there. Um, You're in a good spot to start. Like, the fact that you can openly admit that it's not your fault is a good place to start. Hold on to it. It is very easy to let that guilt um, take over you. Um, I agree 100%. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to cry. If it, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, there was a thing that I learned uh, from a friend of mine on Tumblr who passed away. Um that is a really, really good idea. And I've had it work with a couple of my friends who are little, who have gone through things. Um, little space is a very vulnerable space. <clears throat> and it is a place that you may feel safe. You may feel comforted. You know, it's a good place for you to relax, stress down. But based on the question, I can hear that you're worried that 
the guilt or, you know, stress of what happened, you're concerned it's going to tarnish or affect your little space. When my uh, friend passed away, she did this thing on Tumblr. She did her goodbyes, she did all of her things, but she actually did a goodbye specifically for the friends and the followers that are littles. Think about your headspace, right? You know, if you're feeling really little, do you really want somebody to sit down and talk to you like we're talking to you now, like full-on adult speak? Well, give it a, give it some time. Write it in a way that you would speak and explain it to a kid. Make it gentle and make it easy and soft. And then write it down, make yourself a letter. And if you're in little space and you're really struggling and you start feeling those feelings, you can read that letter to give yourself support without having to break your space if you need to. The most important thing is to give yourself time and try not to push it or rush it. Yeah, absolutely perfect. And also perfect timing. I didn't mean to cut in and be like, one minute. And like my producer voice, but I just wanted to make sure that we have that exact mm-hmm. mark for the for the for the timer. <clears throat> and of course. cool. So we are back. Uh, trigger warning is officially off. Thank you for bearing with us. If you listen through that, thank you for listening. You're very brave and we really appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, let's do the next question, Miss Mimi. <clears throat> this is from Jamie. Pronouns she, her. Dear Doggo and Mamo. <clears throat> Doggo and Mamo. What diapers have the best puff factor is the dryer trick worth trying i specifically put this one here to kind of bring us back up i want to have like a nice start and then you know handle the serious business and then bring us back up for the ending so i think Mm -hmm. the best puff on the market is uh you know i've got to go with rear's safari or uh, alpacas, which I had two cases of them waiting for me here at Ruka's place. Long story. And they're thick and loud. And I love it. <laughs> That's like everything I love in padding. And it's great. Um, I think some other options are, you know, very clearly peekaboos. Uh, when I was at Cap... Yes, Cap. Now, the first time I tried Peekaboo was at MFF, where I met Nif and Ruka and Tonki and all my buddies. Um, Thick as hell. When I went to Cap, I tried... uh, Well, rather, I was put into Peekaboo with a booster underneath my skinny jeans. (laughs) And it was was like, all right, we're going to the arcade. I was like, we're what? We're going to the what? And, uh... It, it, it worked. Ashley in the chat says no longer skinny jeans. Absolutely. I had a, <laughs> a larger booty than usual. And uh, yeah, no, that was interesting. But you better believe I made it through Dance Dance Revolution. And uh, yeah, so that definitely gets my pick uh, for 
thick ist diaper with like 14 C's afterwards. Uh, what do you think? Oh, that's such a tricky question because there's so... Okay, so first thing I'm going to say is I personally don't like the dryer trick. Oh, I forgot to answer the dryer trick. You do the dryer trick first. Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. Uh, dryer trick, I... 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 Mm, I feel pretty sus about it. And I'll tell you why. Because you're putting plastic into the dryer and I it's a fire hazard. I've heard people say, oh, it's not for too long. Uh, bullshit. Have you seen how hot those shits get? Especially when you don't clean out the lint. That is some scary ish. Uh, I'm not putting my padding anywhere near that. However, if I have a cloth diaper, game on. And that's my take. Go ahead. I'm going to second that. Oh, OK. I'm also going to add I don't like it because I have like very serious concerns about it jeopardizing the effectiveness and the quality of the material used for absorption. Mm hmm. Like just if it was meant to be put in the dryer, you don't think we'd have like some instructions or like you know they'd tell you you could put it in the dryer I, I just I feel like if it was meant to go in the dryer you'd know <laughs> yeah like I think like why do I don't know I don't I'm very partial to you know the hand fluffing method method yeah personally um Ruka's got some crazy technique where she like twists it and like puts a like over her arm and does this all this eldritch magic and it's crazy what she's able to do to fluff a diaper without a, a dryer it's it's crazy so as far as thickness goes peekaboos um peekaboos are interesting because of two reasons from my understanding um, peekaboos actually fit a little bit small compared to a lot of other brands, uh, even ones within um, ABU. They do. And then you add their thickness factor. It actually will make it feel thicker because you're making a thicker diaper that's a smaller diaper. Adding stuffers to that is going to amplify that fact. It feels great. Um, Safaris, any of that rears kind of like ultra brand. So Safari, Princess, Seductions, all of those would fall under the, the quite veritably thick. We need but, to bring back the black seductions in 2021. Just saying. <laughs> I need my golf diapers back. I'm here for black ones. I made some uh, like I showed you those customs that my friend made yeah yeah you did i made somebody a pack of black seductions with darth vader and batman prints on them oh my god that's so cute that's it takes a little so while precious. but it was pretty cool like the landing zone was like the darth vader chest piece or the batman logo mm -hmm. it was 
It was pretty cool. That's really um, precious. But, and this is one that the, the this is one you're not going to expect. But, oh my dear Jesus, <laughs> uh, the thickest, poofiest diaper with no competition that I have ever seen. Now, granted, I don't think that the quality will hold up. Um, but I was like fucking impressed. Uh, a friend of mine from God, we don't talk anymore. So it was a long time ago. Wah, wah. Um, she showed me a photo of a attends really waistband style with two stuffers now huh all she did was two stuffers wham bam thank you ma'am just <laughs> set it all up there and showed me this picture and i swear to god it looked thick like kimmy triple diapered thick Damn. Like it was ridiculous. And the attends waistband style are three tape diapers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, fuck. Three tape? Yeah. That's a thing? It is a thing. It's very rare, but it is a thing. Are Um, we going to see an example in the chat? Oh, I hear the keyboard going. I guess we are. Yes. Give us the tea. Give us the tea. Because I've always seen three tapes well not always but i've seen three tapes in baby for art and there's always comments from people going oh that's not real but this is like get on my level this is like confirming bigfoot this is wild oh and uh by the way if you think that like (laughs) safaris are loud this one takes the fucking cake oh no crap Oh my god, that's three tapes. Three tapes. That's that really is three tapes. Huh. For those they... who are listening and are not ABDL, most ABDL diapers are two tapes per side. And most uh baby diapers are one tape per side. So seeing three tapes is like seeing like a double rainbow or like a UFO or something. Wow. Okay, this is hmm interesting the amount of like security of movement that comes with it is insanity the first time i did one up on somebody i'm sitting there going because i've got them i've got this down to a science okay like i know exactly how i'm putting the two tapes on to make sure that it's like got the best comfy and there's like a trick that a lot of people miss about um the, the portion um, between your legs after you know you you have somebody legs open you pull it over you you know do all the thing put the tapes yeah, on yeah. but a lot of people forget to just tuck some of the leg guard in and actually you can post diapering fluff the diaper again mm-hmm. a lot of people forget that so you, like I do that and it adds to the the nice fit and the fluff but anyway um, I'm sitting there looking at this thing and I'm like my science my method it's not gonna work <laughs> fuck 
general relativity and doesn't apply here. I, I had to, I like, I saw in the box and I'm like, okay, it's three tapes. I gotta, I gotta look at these fuckers before I, you know, embarrass myself in front of a little that's staying with me. I'm just like, <laughs> what the crap? And it's so weird because, like, you have to kind of get into the mindset of, like, the bottom tapes are still going to go where they're going to go. Like, you still want to create a nice, like, solid seal but a comfortable fit around your leg uh-huh. it's the top two tapes that you're just like like if i put the top ones too high it's gonna stretch the middle ones out of place but if you put the middle ones first you might just run out of room for the top ones it's like what the fuck are you do i was it's, going to say the top two are doing the job of just the top one mm-hmm. that's so weird it's trippy and they're not small tapes like they're they're fairly decent sized tapes too. Like so, you know it's it's pretty it's it's legit. It's fine. The babies want to know, top, middle, or bottom tapes first. The <laughs> age old argument, the age old Twitter drama. Yep. So that's a thing. Three tapes are a thing. I saw her. I swear, like that's the best way to do it is bottom, and work up because then you don't get this like awkward. Um, this like awkward like bubble in the middle um but i've also been known when doing two tapes uh 50 of the time i start top down really so well hear me out right Mm -hmm. a lot of people start bottom up because you want to make sure that that leg seal the leg fit is just right right yeah leg seal is very important it is very important but then you kind of once that's set sometimes you run into this problem where you have like either too much or not enough or like the the top can be a little bit weird sometimes and that's where you see a lot of uneven tapes or you see like problems where like the top feels really loose or it's not quite tight enough or it's too tight so think about this the worst thing that's going to happen with the leg part, if you do bottom tapes, is that you're either going to get your leg seal too tight where it's uncomfortable or not tight enough and you're going to have problems. So by doing top tapes first, you actually are using them to secure around your middle to position the diaper. And then after I do the top tapes, I'll actually do that mid-change fluff down in the light guards. Okay. So that allows me to use that mid-change fluff to get the um, the wing crested and like fitted around the top of your thigh. And then I can do a better job putting the bottom tape on to make a really comfortable, secure fit around your bottom. This is really interesting because Mimi, as you as you know, I've worn hundreds, hundreds out of hundreds and hundreds of diapers. Yep. And I am I am not good at putting myself in them. I can count on my fingers how many I've actually put on myself, like all by myself. And um that being said, I'm really bad at changing myself. But whenever I do, I always do top tapes first for that exact reason, because I don't like when the top gets all like loosey goosey 
And mm-hmm. the best way to do that on myself, at least, is doing tops tapes first and then bottom tapes because that gets the top nice and like nice and perfect. And there's no risk of it, you know, coming out the top if I'm laying down or something. And yep. then doing the bottoms second also gets the leg tension just right. I just did like the pacha motion from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's it works really well if you have to change in like an unexpected situation where you have to change standing up. Yes. If you have to use a wall instead of the floor, doing top tapes first secures it so that you can then maneuver your way around the folds. Because like our bodies are all shaped differently. So if you secure the one consistent part, which is a nice, snug, secure upper section, then you can maneuver the bottom all around the tops of your thighs, around tummies, around whatever, to get a really nice snug fit. And the thing about doing it that way is you're not gonna run into the situation, one situation that I have seen time and time again, is you do the bottom tapes first and they are, they're nice, they're snug, but they're just tiny bit too tight. So yep. that as your body moves, you actually pop and break the tape. Yep. By doing top tapes first, you actually avoid that problem. I've literally seen problems where the the the, t- the bottom tapes are too tight. I've literally seen people walk away with bruising. Yeah. Not a game. Top like tapes you, first, people. I, I mean, I, I will do either or depending on the person. Body type and body shape makes a big difference. So... I really appreciate the trust that I get from whoever I'm changing to just make sure that it's right for them. Yeah. I'm about to get flamed on Twitter so hard for saying top tapes first. There is so much like mud flinging over, no pun intended, over the whole like ABDL pull-ups. Pull-ups are gay. They're not diapers. Pull-ups are diapers. No, they're not. There is so much shit about that. I feel like I don't want this episode to kickstart the top tape versus bottom tape drama all over again, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But people are like, honestly, I don't pick a side because I can tell you that both are good. Both are valid and both work in different situations. And it all makes a difference based on your body type. Like, there's no... It's preference. So people are going to fling shit because they want, they say that it's better. Like a is better than B. Like, are you serious? Like it's no, all preference. There can only be what? one. There's only Bo- one right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line. Did it fall off? No. Did you get hurt? No. Are you, did comfy? you leak? Yes. You're good. I don't give a shit whether you not, you did top or bottom first. Heard to hear first, Miss Mimi. Don't give a shit about your Twitter drama. It's, you know, it, it, just no, just, just no. no. Get yourself, you know, trust your caregiver. Let them do it. And if you don't have one, go with what you feel like. Try them both. Do whatever you like. As long as it fits, you're comfy, and it doesn't just randomly fall out of the bottom of your dress. Wear a onesie. Um, <laughs> wear a onesie. That's what they're for. Um, seriously, like I, I had a friend 
who was wearing a dress and thought they put it on well enough. Sure, sure enough. It oh, don't tell me. No. Dress on the subway. No. I'm no. Just oh my make God. Sure whatever you do, just make sure it's on, you know, properly and fits your body type so that you're comfortable. That's all that matters. Oh my God. How mortifying. I would die. Yeah, oh it was a good my... thing I had a coat that day. Oh my God. That's terrifying. I did not put it on her. I have a hundred percent track record. Thank you very much. I was going to say. Yeah, no, that sounds like some that sounds like a little change themselves. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't qualified. Ooh, burn. What's she, the next question? She's a toddler. Can you expect a toddler to be qualified? I'm an infant. I'm nowhere near qualified, but I still did it. <laughs> Dead clock, silence. Even a clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. Hey, got it. All right. So this is from Princess Sarah. Pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy and Madam Mimi of the Frozen North. You know, it's actually quite hot here. Like, yeah, it's hot as hell. It's it wasn't too bad today, but it's humid. It is very humid. By the way, if people hear like a little droning in the background, I'm running a fan. It is hot. Sue me. I love you. You're What's bundled up in a crib. Are you surprised? I'm actually not bundled up. I'm laying on top and I've got Blinky to the side and I've got a fan blowing on the other side and it's still a little bit uh, crispy in here. If you could have... Hmm. If you could have one lesson about kink that you could teach the world, what would it be? If I could teach the world one lesson about kink is that kinky people are not inherently evil and scary and to be avoided. And that includes ABDLs are not pedophiles and like people in the BDSM are not abusive most of the time. If you if you play with good people, that is, if you play by the strict rules of BDSM, you're not abusing people. If you play by strict rules of ABDL, you're not you know, XYZ bad things. Basically, we are not bad people for being kinky. I feel very strongly about this. And I think that is a big step towards mainstreaming the culture and mainstreaming the right parts of the culture. Because most of the public's perception of BDSM is Fifty Shades of Grey, which we've talked ad nauseum on this show oh. from like episode one about how bad the book and movie are and actually how dangerous they are. And then mm -hmm. we've also talked ad nauseum once again about all the benefits of ABDL and everything and how the mainstream perception is almost exclusively on like TLC. And what we're seeing like in culture is ABCL is super mainstreaming right now because of CGL and like I've literally seen Belle Delphine wear that one little for big onesie that's diva themed and obviously we have strong opinions on little for big here to your chassis but I've seen so much very explicit like little merch in people's outfits like discreet 
at the mall. And I'm just like, I know where you got that onesie. It is becoming really, 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 really mainstream. And the Zoomers who are 18 and over and a lot of millennials I talk to are all really, really fucking kinky. And obviously that's probably the circles I run in. But it's also just like when I'm on my vanilla Facebook profile, I see uh, my friends like of the same age group that I'm in sharing and I almost said retweeting. I never use Facebook anymore because it's just overrun with boomers. But I see so many of my friends from high school sharing stuff that is just like unrepentedly horny on Maine. I'm like, oh, my God. okay, kindred spirit. It's if I could teach the world one thing is that people who are kinky are not bad or damaged or anything like that. Uh, It is just a different way to experience the same kind of love. This is a very, very this is like tied for first with. Uh, with poly relationships are real and valid and should not be stigmatized just because of what one book said like thousands of years ago. Uh, poly relationships are unbelievably real and unbelievably valid. I will die on this hill. That is another thing that I that I will that I want to teach the world. Talking stick past. I'm here for this. I think. I think that all of those are good things. If I was going to teach the world one kink lesson, I would teach them, like, as you said, we have so many people out there that are kinky and probably more than we know. But the lesson that I would make sure that everybody fucking knows is rack and ssc yes go off please go off you know we have horror stories injuries you know abuse manipulation all this bullshit and all of these things that could potentially be avoided I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that it's, you know, Rack and SSC are going to save you from every possible scenario. But knowing them well enough gives you the wherewithal and the ability to assess situations better. Yes. It allows you to assess consent. It allows you to assess... And, like, I... I... I think it bodes well saying that they are both relevant, they're both needed, and they are both extremely important, but they're for different things. Things that you use rack for, specific scenes, specific things you're engaging in, like, I teach people how to throw a whip. I have had to stop people from throwing whips because I saw them injure somebody with one. Right. Rack is a great way to assess those situations. If you're doing something like suspension, how well do you know your rigor? Is this the first time that you've been suspended? 
is this the first time they've suspended somebody? You know, rope, as beautiful and wonderful as it is, has a lot of danger. You have as things from nerve compression to circulation loss to, like, you can lose consciousness. As we were talking about last episode. It's so important. And for those who don't know, RAC stands for Risk Aware Consensual Kink. You can use it to assess the situation, to understand the risks involved, understand and be aware of the situation at hand, and be able to assess whether or not it's a good idea. Is it consensual? Are you aware of all the risks? Yeah. Are you prepared to handle that and deal with it? Yeah. All right, cool. If you have any doubts, if you have any worries, if you have anything that is a no when you're assessing with Rack, you need to seriously consider not doing what you're doing. All of this. SSC stands for safe, sane, and consensual. I um, also believe that it is very relevant and important and uh, uh, I don't remember what else I was going to say but uh, in regards to that but the thing is SSC is different like same scenario first time being suspended is your rigor you know a good rigor have you worked with them before is it safe fuck no kink is not safe by default well, most kink is not safe by default. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't mean... that. That's why we have risk-aware. Because you are aware of the risks and you can take educated decisions based on those risks. We can make them safer. Right. In... When, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In SSC, like you said, there are things that are not safe and things that are safe Err. I think the difference being in rack, uh, rack is you enter rack when, then when your play has a very serious risk of grievous bodily harm, whereas SSC there is not a serious risk of grievous bodily harm. Like my daddy and I, we play with fire, we play with ice, we play with uh, clothespins on my labia, we play with knives, lots of shit that could like do very serious like hospital worthy harm to me and we are fully aware and trained to play with all of those things you're not going to see someone getting cut up and lacerated with a knife in SSE you're not going to see fire in SSE those fall under rack in that that's another hill that I will die on and people are like oh this, this, this. It's, it's risky you have to be aware of that risk. I'm going to give the talking stick back. I'm sorry. I got excited. I partially agree. Um, I agree in so far that, yes, you will definitely see rack in situations that can apply or create grievous bodily harm. I also say that you see rack in any situation that could cause any physical, mental, or emotional harm. Ah, oh, okay. Think about this. 
you go into a scene. You are doing fear play. You have negotiated limits. You have negotiated boundaries. And then you go from there. You're risk aware. Is it safe? Like, if you try and apply SSC, okay? Is it safe? Uh, yeah. uh, there's there's the risk of mental trauma. Is it sane? You're going into fear play. You really think that you're asking, is it fucking... Is it consensual? <laughs> sure, okay. Sh- sure, we have that. that. We have that. Is it kinky? You need yes. You use rack because you need to be aware of the risks you're taking when engaging in those scenes. You need to be aware of the risks you're taking by your decisions and by your actions. SSC applies in more of like a general holistic kind of sense. And you can apply it to things like relationships or dynamics or rule sets or things that kind of come into those. But SSC is roadside changes with Miss Mimi. Rack is Daddy Gray (laughs) lacerating Princess Jasmine Starshine. It's it's like right. See, like what Ashy says, you're not going to risk assess long term collar wear. Yeah. If you take Rack and try and apply, okay, so you have um, let's just go to like the quote extreme. You're in a um, full disclosure, no limits, master slave relationship. I have a friend who's in one of these, so they do exist, and they are not, uh, well, (laughs) they're not as, they get a bad rep. They really do. But they're not as bad as you think, because you'll say, oh, you know, no limits, no heart, no, uh, no limits and no safe words. Oh, red flag. While I agree, 90% of the time, that is a red flag. But the people I know in these kinds of relationships have it in their contract where their limits are. They've negotiated these boundaries. So let's supply rack here. Risk aware. Are you aware of the risks of having no safe words and no and you know infinite consent basically? Uh, yeah, that's why we have a contract. <laughs> yeah, like, a contract covers it, that. Like it, it just it's very like. Are you aware that this could just go horribly wrong? Pretty sure I'm aware. That's why we signed a contract. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't apply. But if you take SSC, okay, safe, sane, consensual in that situation, is it safe? (sighs) No, but also yes, because, you know, I would assume and I would like to be reassured that you one know this person well enough and trust them well enough to know that one you've made a contract with them that you trust them to uphold bottom line whether or not you have you've given up all consent and given up all safe words you can still walk away yes you always have your out clause in in your in your contract but you have signed a contract which means that the person you are engaging in this is dedicated and committed enough that they care about your safety and your well-being to negotiate and take the time required 
to go over this. So is it safe? Ish. Ish. Sure. It's safe because you know and you trust this person. It's not safe because, well, fuck, anything can happen. But literally anything. You balance those scales. Is it sane? I don't the know. question is it saying does it work for you is it what you need does it tick your boxes yeah sure if they start and you can use the same logic to look at rules that they're giving you or like situations you're being put in because that helps you assess where it treads the line of kink versus abuse and then obviously consensual Walt, did you consent? Maybe not if you don't have, you know, your safe words, but you consented with your contract. <laughs> yes. But you know what I mean? Like SSC is super holistic where rack is very specific. You can't have one without the other and you can't, you have to have them both. Exactly what Mimi said. I got nothing else. I, I could rant about this for hours, but I feel like uh, Craig might get mad at us. Oh, poor Craig. Craig <laughs> records up to six hours. We're, we're, we're more than fine. <laughs> I could easily talk about this for six hours. <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> I want to see a kinky TED talk now from you. That's a that's a, if, if every. That's a, sorry, go ahead that if it's going to be a TED talk, that's a, a sir TED talk. Thank you. Uh, except mm, for me, it'll gotcha. be a mistress Mimi talk. A miss Mimi talk. I like it as if every episode isn't mini TED talks all in a line as it is. <laughs> this is like TED talk, the show. All right, let's yeah. do. <laughs> we have one more question. We have one more question. Let's do the last question. This is from Jamie, the asker of stuff. Pronouns she, her. Dear jazz band and mom of the great maples. What are some of your favorite ideas for dollification scenes? Thoughts on being used as a, not a dolly per se, but perhaps a stuffy for a little. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Um, and I have like firsthand experience with this. Uh, while at Capcom this past year, Kimmy from the SNP server, also otherwise known as Ruru the Fox, was uh, more or less my stuffy while in pet while in her pet space for a while. And while I was in like a very 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 little pure space, I was just like. You're my stuffy. I'm stimming on you. And I was basically treating her like one of those, like the, the Fisher price stuffies with like the different, like you can like poke different buttons and it makes different sounds. Like I was doing one of those things. It was really wholesome. And then, uh, Sophie and Chloe and the usual bet were talking one episode about the idea of being a doll or stuffy for a little. And that's another thing that, I think I was talking to Ruka about like the whole idea of having like an all day. I don't want to say the word scene, but I guess it technically would be a scene like a non-sexual low kink and non-sexual scene where like an all day situation in which 
it's a bunch of littles playing house with their uh, human dolls and human stuffies. And I was talking about how it is the single most wholesome idea in the world and how I think it's really cute because when you're in, you know, your little space and a human doll or human stuffy, you know, someone you are presented with, you, you know, you can do the whole thing where it's just like, oh, it's a Christmas scene. You got a new toy or like Kevra's caregiver is just like, okay, here's your toy. And like, there's so much material you can do with this. It's just brimming with possibility. And I love it so much. I could, I could Ted talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to give you the mic. Think about that from a caregiver caregiver perspective. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Like, think about, like, what is the one thing that a little will always run to their caregiver for if something goes wrong? Something happens with their outfit, something happens with their toy, something happens with their stuffy or their dolly. Who's going to fix it? The caregiver. No, like, think about how much, like, stamina engagement the person who was also being stuffified or dollified, if you will. Think about how much engagement they get from it, because they'll get the vibes from the caregiver, too. Mm. Something doesn't work with, or, or like, even if you want to, like, keep it, like, super wholesome. Like... Mommy, I, I, I'm having trouble. Like, I can't get this, this outfit on. Like, Aww. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, because I've, you know, worked with kids so much, right? Like, I'm thinking scene, like, kid runs up to me with a Barbie and an outfit in hand. And he's like, help. <laughs> put, put that with. There was so much honest okay. despair in your voice. That was perfect. Right? I, I am an actress. Actress. But, um, put that situation with uh, Little and their t- and their doll or their stuffy. I want to put them in this onesie. I can't do it. Help! Right? And then, then you effectively get to do caregiver. St- yes. <laughs> oh my God! This is a zeitgeist. This is a revolution. This is amazing. There's so much you can do with this. Like, it just, it, like, doubles the scenarios for me to just douse them in caregiver energy. And it is wholesome. And, like, I can see having, like, maybe two or three littles with their dolls or their stuffies and having one of those daycare scenarios. Yes. And, like, I can have them all playing in the living room and... You know, they can come and find me if they need help or and I can make them lunch and they can have their dollies and stuffies sit at the table and they can pretend to feed them like I feed them. <gasps> oh, you know, like and a tea party. Right? <laughs> and it's it's really cute. And just like. There's so much that you can do with it. It's it's such a. It's so pure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking pure. I love also, it. I so if you really want to get like really funny, 
I can stuff their like shirts and pants with like sewing like fluff. <laughs> oh no, that's next level. That's ri- like fill them with polyfill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's genius. At that point, at which point does it just become a fursuit? <laughs> if you, you want to be really funny, like like um, stuff their onesie with like packing kernels. <laughs> oh my god and you hear them rustle around with the cursed styrofoam <laughs> rubbing sound so funny it's such a bad stim <laughs> it's so bad I hate it okay but hear me out I've actually kind of low key always wanted to be a little stuffy once I get my full fursuit or like in my kigu with my paws and head and tail and everything. But once I get my full fursuit, I would kill to be a stuffy. That sounds so cute. Why do I like get this feeling like that Ashy is just raising her hands, bouncing in her seat? I think she well, she's typing right now. I mean, called it. <laughs> <laughs> called it. If you kill to be a stuffy, does that make it a horror movie? No, not like that, Ashy. We're expecting a whole <laughs> we're expecting a wholesome response. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh I'm gonna I think I'm gonna once I get home I'm gonna take my first out of storage. <laughs> Maybe it is a pretty wholesome thing. It's really wholesome. And you like know, you don't have to do a whole lot. If you wanna be like a kitty stuffy cat ears and like a washable marker oh my god or even just like mascara or mascara eyeliner eyeliner yeah easy peasy so fresh like you know what else is fresh leaving lipstick marks from a big fat kiss yes i yes Yes, I, I didn't always have lipstick on my person just for that. I that is something I didn't know I needed until this exact moment. Now think about like, mommy, my dolly fell down and I think it needs a kiss better. You need to use your mommy powers to make it better. Leaves Aww. giant lipstick mark on the doll. That was a very specific ashy impression. I mean. That was extremely specific. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley in the chat, all caps. Wow, I'm so attacked. <laughs> Girl, you got to admit, that's you. Oh, she's typing mad at me right now. We got to wrap up the show before I get eviscerated <laughs> on the air. All right. Dear Jazzy has been an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com. Please check out our Patreon to support the ongoing production of the show. We really appreciate it. We're super close to that $250 goal. Please help us out with that. It really does do a lot to support the, you know, the show happening every single week. Even if the past few weeks have been a little loosey-goosey on the schedule, I promise we're going to try to get back to that. Thank hey, you. It's, t- it's my <laughs> fault. It's literally my fault. Thank you to our live audience. It's always so much fun to have people listening and chiming in it's great uh miss me where can people find you you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash bell that's b-e-l-l-e-n-a-c-h-t for those listening you know i know i do that a lot but that's fine it's fun 
Um, it's very fun. Also, <laughs> I, I really want to do a jingle for you, like B E double L E and A C H T. Wow, wow. It's like the 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 PBS Zoom show where they oh go where they do their PO box number. I need to like repurpose the theme song to Art Attack and just like make it about Miss Mimi. Yes. Like the, the this is an art attack. This is an art attack. And just like just make it about Miss Mimi. And I'm here just, for this. You can also find me at soundcloud.com backslash <laughs> Miss Mimi's lullabies. I will be hopefully adding some new tunes soon. Yay, new music. Awesome. I have been Jess Starshine. You can find me on Twitter at uh, at Lil Jesse Baby, patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. Uh, all my links are on at alicewithgod.com. All Miss Mimi's links are on at alicewithgod.com as well. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Any closing thoughts? Let me have this. God damn it. Every show. <laughs> I, I promised you it would be every show. It, yeah. Yeah, you did. It went from a pre-show gag to just a show staple now. I'm okay with this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. I have been Justin Starshine. And I've been Miss Mimi. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now. Hi. <gasps> oh! But, uh... Aww.